Welcome to the How to Find and Keep a Gay Man podcast. I'm Matt Bays, your host, with Matt Heinker, your co-host. And we're here to provide bitchy wisdom for the gay man looking for love. There are a lot of gay men out there looking for a meaningful love experience, and we are here to help. You can follow How to Find and Keep a Gay Man on Instagram and TikTok, where you'll find all sorts of bitchy wisdom about what it's going to take to find and keep a gay man. Welcome. We're glad you're here. So Emery came over last night and rehearsed the music for the wedding with Brian. And they ran through that song? They ran through two, oh, there's two songs. And my skull about caved in when I heard him sing, I believe in you and me. You are, everyone there is in for a treat. I about passed out. Really? Was Ty there I mean, hearing it too? Ty cried like a baby. Was he and in the fetal position when it was over? <laughs> he was just bawling. He hits the bridge and he, he just like destroys it. I mean, it's just as good as Whitney. I mean, that's a lot to say. It's the same, it's in the same realm, you know? Yeah. And whoop, I'm going to lose my shit. But it was amazing. What is the bridge? Maybe I'm a fool. Just a minute. Yeah. Maybe I'm a fool. But he just does, does he do all, all that? Oh, yeah. No. And baby, you're my dream. I mean, he's, he does all of it. And it just, you get goosebumps everywhere. It's too much. To say it's Stephen Curtis Chapman, I will be there, honey. Exactly. <laughs> We're going oh. Whitney or Diana Ross. I mean, I need some drama. We actually are doing Whitney and Aretha Franklin. <laughs> oh, dear Lord. Buckle up. <laughs> I just saw Aretha in an interview recently, and they were like, who do you think is the best female singer today? I mean, she's old. Got her lunch <laughs> lady arms going on and, you know, all this down here. And she's just like this. Aretha. Did you not know like, that I'm the queen of soul, bitch? And then they'll mention names like Shania Twain, Mariah Carey. Oh. And she's like, mm-hmm. yeah, now that one could sing. <laughs> I mean, if somebody asks you who's the best female singer and you're 114, don't you dare <laughs> let your own name come out of your mouth. Please. You know what I mean? I know. Yes. No. How's your week, darling? My week has been good. I had no. a colonoscopy. Oh, dear. How's yes. that? Um, Halloween, I went to the doctor and got my first colonoscopy because I was supposed to do it at 50 and I'm 52 now and I decided to get it done. So I did. I made a friend, oh. Helen. Oh, Helen. Beautiful girl with beautiful freckles. And we had a nice little conversation. When I woke up, Chris said that you were you just times 10. Oh, so, but I'm glad I got that done. I felt good about that. Like, yeah, yeah. You know, something it feels like a woman getting a mammogram is like a rite of passage at a certain age. And For everybody's sure. saying, you need to do this. You need to do this. And I didn't want to do it, but, <laughs> um, but I did it. It's time. You're yes. supposed to do it at 45, I think. Oh, Lord, I can wait till then. But listen, it's the, it's the drinking all the stuff before. The sulfate stuff. Jump. That yeah. empties you out. And Ugh. I'm going to tell you what, if you thought you couldn't trust a fart before, no. This is too much for our listeners. 
listen, don't you, don't you believe it. <laughs> you don't have that within you. What you think you might have a 50-50 shot at, you don't. <laughs> you basically well, spend all night on the toilet. Oh, my God. Yeah. Well, yeah. that sounds fun. Well, that's behind you. Hallelujah. Yes, it is behind me. <laughs> I've had a good week. Yeah, I've Wonderful. had a good week. We're pre-recording a few nuggets for the children because my nuptials are disrupting our normal schedule, but we are committed to the content. So here we are on a Tuesday. So our next couple of podcasts, I'm actually excited about. I'm excited about all of them. I love talking about this stuff and sure. getting it out there. And recently we have come into some drama, not oh. much, but some drama just of people who are like, this is stupid. And Matt, it has solidified how I feel about this stuff. Because first of all, we have a point of view that not mm-hmm. everybody's going to like or agree with. Yeah. But I can be honest and say, I don't really care. Amen, honey. Because when I do my research and my homework and go to websites like the Pride website, Psychology Today, there's another psych one, all of the people are saying things that fall very in line with where we are. This isn't conservative bullshit or outdated bullshit. This is what they recommend for couples and relationships. And and I want to say a little something specifically about that to our listeners who've been giving me some shade. We are not over here pushing monogamy. That's not, it's too concise to say that's what we're doing. We're saying that you need to find big love and protect it, first of all. Second of all, we're not pushing that you need to stick with your man and take care of him and nurture him because of our religious backgrounds. We are suggesting this for people. First of all, this is, Alicia Bridgeland, our psychotherapist, told us biologically we're wired for love, not sex. That's what we biologically desire. But also preserving a relationship long term and making sure that it's good. Um, it requires monogamy, essentially, to for it to be all that it can be. And that is independent of any religious influence that we that we are going down that path with our listeners and with our own lives. You know, yeah. we have learned that that's what we want. And there's a lot of reasons why. That have nothing to do with an agenda from any conservative anything. We are the least conservative people of faith or not so much that exist at this point. We're, we're doing yeah. this because we think it actually works. So Well, and, and we're two guys with opinions and there are other people with other opinions. And mm-hmm. frankly, we're not for everyone and that's okay. Mm-hmm. However, we do know something about longevity and relationships. We are both married to women for a very long time. Yes, you know, and understand the give and take of a relationship, raise children, all of that kind of stuff. So this isn't yep. just based on nothing. This is based on experience. Yes, we're not armchair therapists over here. We've <laughs> we've been through a lot, and that informs what we're talking about. So yeah, for sure. So I'm excited about uh, our not this podcast, but the next one will be about open relationships. We're yes. just going to nip that shit in the bud and talk about it. Both of us have been researching it, you know, and have our thoughts and feelings about it. So we're going to discuss it. But this one is about flirting. Are we ready? Flirting. The good, the bad, and the ugly. We are going to break this up into dating flirting when you're flirting with people, but you're not necessarily with anyone. Mm -hmm. And then flirting in your relationship, if you're partnered up or married, 
It doesn't stop when you're in a relationship. Keep it spicy. And then number three, which you just said, we're looking for big love and how to protect it. Yes, ma'am. We're going to discuss flirting with others while I'm in a relationship. Somebody who is not my partner. Mm-hmm. What all the psychologists have to say about it. And of course, <laughs> what we think about it. <laughs> yes, flirting. The bizarre and confounding ritual of meeting new people, figuring them out, and constructing this polite world of casual conversation and discreet sexual cues pulled over our primal animal instincts like a blanket. That's what a poet Matthew Dickman says. Matthew Dickman? His name is Dickman. <laughs> we need to get him on this podcast. Oh, man. So I think, first of all, flirting happens in real time when we're out in public spaces. Uh, I mean, we're, we got to learn to do that again. Post-COVID, we're going out. Think, you know, things have been open for a while. But, you know, a lot of people talk about how gay bars are dead or whatever. I just totally disagree with that. Um, I don't know that you necessarily are going to meet your long-term guy at a gay bar. You could. But I think that those environments are opportunities for us to practice being comfortable in our own skin, being confident in practice connecting with people, you know? Yeah. So as we're getting started with flirting, a few things that I I really think are important to, to, to just remember or keep in mind. First of all, that confidence is key. Erect posture, cool, calm, collected. You know, we talk about living in rivers of self-love and being very centered as you're dating. You're not rattled mm-hmm. by other people's opinion of you. I just really think, and I know that people, different personality types are maybe more insecure than others. You've said that I'm a more confident person, whatever. Despite your natural inclination, being as confident as you can and peaceful as you can in your body. Last week, you said, you know, that if a relationship doesn't work out, you're still a whole person. I think that posture still informs how we're beginning to flirt or interact with someone that we're interested in. I think you're right. I would say personally, I've just not been great at flirting. You know, I didn't know exactly what to do or what it is. But as we did some research on this, I found it sort of freeing. It doesn't mean somebody who has to, you know, come at you with a smoky look on their face and For sure. It makes the distinction, you know, immediately the difference between flirting and cruising. Those are two different things. It's so funny because, you know, I was a performer for years and worked with a lot of people who performed and was in charge of them. And one of the main things that I would tell people who weren't very comfortable performing is a smile covers all sins. Whatever you don't have to bring to the performance, if you put a very genuine smile on that face, you've got people. You know, and so I thought it was interesting how much of the data talked about smiling, turning that resting bitch face upside down. (laughs) Yes, that this this like sizzle look across the bar is tired. People want something that's open because then it it feels more like they might be able to approach you and start a conversation. Yeah, I read that sincerity is sexier than a smolder. I like that. Me too, a lot. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Because a smolder makes you feel like immediately like you're being evaluated. Exactly, for sure. You know, and if I see somebody who's just comfortable in their skin, it makes me feel Mm -hmm. like I'm going to be comfortable in my skin around them. Absolutely. You know, I think that that 
it needs to extend how you interact in public spaces. Even when you're at a bar or a public space and like just being comfortable standing there alone, you'll get out your phone or busy yourself. Like you are peaceful. You are whole. You're not pressed. Yeah. And you'll learn and connect with whoever's around you. So yeah, I love all that. Sincerity, maturity, centeredness. Those things are essential. So some of the other things that I noticed that they said that I really liked was there was one that um, was talking about if you're going to pay somebody a compliment, which flirting, that's great. Make sure you use the word cute and not sexy. Those shoes Mm -hmm. are cute because sexy is overly familiar and it has intention behind it. I was kind of surprised by that, you know, that that they were saying, don't do that. It's kind of felt like you don't have that right yet. Yeah. And it also just takes sort of the sleaze out of it. For me, if somebody approached me and said, that shirt is cute, I would be like, oh, thanks. And by the way, this shirt is cute. It's so cute. You got that in a little Chicago trip. Yes, I did. (laughs) I might have worn it yesterday. Anyway, (laughs) um, versus somebody coming up and saying, that shirt is sexy. Yeah. That all of a sudden, that's another place. I was at a club a couple weeks ago and this boy came up to me and said, daddy, you look so sexy. And I was like, um, that's like step 19 instead of one or two, please. Also, I'm here with my man, but that's, thank you. But anyway, partly my fault because I was wearing a sheer shirt. You were? <laughs> yes. It was you had the cute. titties out. What did you expect? Well, you know, here I am fishing for something. What did I expect? But my point is, if you go up and like lead with like sexy, you're skipping a few steps. And again, that fine line between flirting and cruising. When you get into that too too quickly, we're looking so for a relationship. Just keep it authentic and keep it respectful. Unless you're just cruising for a hookup. And then I guess that looks different. But for our purposes, <laughs> we're not saying those things are bad. We're saying if you're looking to find and keep a gay man, you may want to dial back some of that lingo. Absolutely. And also, I thought I read something I thought was funny. It said, when in doubt, ask about drag race. <laughs> oh. Yeah. It's the it's universal. Everyone watches it. Everyone right. has opinions. It's the easiest thing to just gab about. I love yeah. that. Also, Matt, you know, there not everybody's able probably to just go up and strike up a conversation with somebody. Mm-hmm. But uh, one thing that I thought was really great that I liked is have a wingman with you, somebody who's really social, mm-hmm. you know, and fun. But that kind of can sort of break the tension. Absolutely. Yeah. Especially if you're more of an introverted person or it takes you a minute to, I'm an extroverted person by nature, Mm -hmm. but if I'm in a a sea of people I don't know and I'm alone, I get real shy real quick. And so I literally am doing mental telling myself, go up and talk to these people. Mm -hmm. It's fine. Go strike up a conversation to be a part of it. So there's a little self-motivation that has to happen there. I think if you're a more timid person, that's a really good rule of thumb to always have maybe your gregarious friend or two with you just to help lubricate the situation. It also gives you the opportunity to sit back and observe and you can you know, really take some time to size up the people that you're interested in as you're connecting with them. I think that's yeah. kind of fun. Yeah. yeah. And I also, it's kind of funny, I'm a naturally extrovert person, but I think I, I love a small group. I tend to get lost in a crowd. And when I was out a lot, I used to lead with humor. 
Humor is a universal icebreaker. Now, if that's not your personality type, that's fine, but it's always going to help you to crack a joke or cut up with somebody that you're trying to connect with. Even if they're not interested, the interaction is not going to be awkward. It'll still be fun. And it helps you get into the conversation a little bit more effortlessly. You know, what if you're not funny? If you're not funny, don't leave with humor. If you're not funny, you need to know that about yourself. And then when you get into a conversation with somebody, let's say you have connected or had an initial whatever, again, it's just like anything else. Like we talked about in the dating etiquette, ask questions about them. Don't just, don't just wait for your turn to talk. Listen to what they're saying. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Or they ask you something. Da, 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 da. What about you? It's really important that you are a good listener. And that again, even in flirting, you are showing them that you're genuinely interested in getting to know them. That's part of this process. You're not just fooling around, you know? Yeah. Um, I read something about when you're striking up conversation about how to give the person an out. Love that. Don't monopolize their time. Yes. That makes, that's another thing that makes you look thirsty. You're more relaxed than that. Yeah. Yeah. So order another drink, you know, head to the bathroom, say, hey, I'll be right back or give them a chance to formulate a thought. And that thought could be like, hey, I'm going to go find my friends. It was great meeting you. Yeah, exactly. You know? And that's all OK. We don't take things like that personally. We just realize that they're not interested. Offer an exit ramp. And if they're still around after you get your next drink or go to the bathroom, it's a good sign that they're in. They want to talk to you. They want to talk to you more. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, these people know what they're talking about. I they like really that. do. Mm-hmm. And, at, and at the end of the night, offer your number. Don't ask for his. Another thing. Yes. T- tell me more about that. We do are not, not ask fresh- for their number. Give your number. Why? Exactly. Well, a couple of things. First of all, as I've said a few times already, we're not that pressed. We're not that thirsty. We're cool, calm, and collected. Second of all, if they text or call you the next day, they're actually interested. And you have given them the opportunity to show you that. Well, and there's something too about somebody asking for my number. I don't know you. Yeah. You're basically telling that person that A, you enjoyed the connection and B, you're comfortable enough with what you know about them so far to giving them your number, which is always a compliment. Yeah. Yeah. Squirrel. I've been watching the reboot for Queer as Folk. Oh, yeah. And I find it so irresponsible to our community that we're still sending that same highly immature message, partying, quitting college. Doing drugs. Fucking everything that moves. I think it was only out two seasons or maybe just one season. I'm not sure, but. Just one so far, yeah. I don't think it's coming back. I think it's over. Well, it wasn't very good. I loved the initial Queers Folk, the whole thing. Yeah, but that was like, a mess too, but. <laughs> it was a mess, but it was my mess. Well, and I was growing up and coming out and learning all the things and whatever, but this new one is just kind of like, is that still where we are? Because Gen Z is not there anymore or are moving away from that, thank God. I just really feel like that we can do things differently. And that's one of the things that we are really attempting to do with this podcast. We're not attempting to do it, we are doing it. I was almost bored with the remix and I was obsessed with the show initially. The storyline was painful. I mean, it's children. A guy quit in med school. I mean, I was only like three episodes in and I was like, I can't with these boys. (laughs) They're not making decisions. (laughs) No, we're not. But I have been watching Looking. Didn't you love it? I'm really enjoying it. And that guy, the video gamer, reminds me of me. 
Yes. Because he can be vivacious and fun and just a goofball. But then he also has these moments where he's like, maybe we are not who we think we are and we need to try harder. And I was yeah. like, I know that feeling. Yeah, yeah. And fucking things up because you're lack of confidence and yeah i loved patty cakes i was so crushing on him he's just adorable i just want to eat yeah. him up we're just about to start season two and then unfortunately it's done but i'm gonna watch it season two so good and then season three is done in form of a wrap-up movie oh i didn't know that yes and it is delicious i cried of course you did I wish you were down the street because I would literally come over and watch it again with you guys. <laughs> oh, good. I'll have to see it. It's looking the movie, I think. Okay. All right. um, so back at it. Two more things that I wanted to hit on. One is, and I thought this was, seems silly, but I actually loved it, was bring mints to the occasion. <laughs> if you're in a bar and you're going to be leaning in, yelling in somebody's ear, have some fresh breath because they said you're olfaction, olfactory something which is basically Senses, your sense of smell your nose. yeah yeah is a major part that was one and then the other was oh this one was huge for me introduce me to your friends yeah i really liked that if something starts happening and i'll tell you what that meant for me because i was feeling deep things very quickly with chris and i had trust issues around it because of how our community can be at times for sure. One of the things that really built my trust with him was all of the people that he wanted me to meet and made that happen. I arranged for dinners with them. I met so many of his friends so early on. And you and Ty sat in my kitchen when Chris and I had known each other for seven days. We all had brunch together. Do you remember that? I do. I really loved that because I thought it built trust. Shall we move forward? We shall. Well, then we are now on to flirting with your man. The flirting doesn't stop. This is a big deal. Yes. You talk about it, tending to your garden, tending to your garden. That's what you call it all the time, mm -hmm. tending to your garden. Yes. How many people just let it fizzle immediately? Get together yes. and it's just like. I caught the fish. I'm done fishing. Yeah. Yeah. I think that the flirting is essential to staying connected. When you are in a relationship, flirting yes. is not over. Forget about gay people. I think people in a relationship in general, I just don't think that we really think about that very much. You know, yeah. they say that you need to continue to date your boyfriend or your spouse, but you also need to keep flirting with them. So what do some of those things look like? One of the things that I love to do, this is a little cheesy, but I can't help it. I'm an emotional girl. Playing your song. Like if he's driving and you have control over the music, oh, what's on? Oh, what just came up? Oh, it's our song. <laughs> you said what just came up. <laughs> I believe in you and me. Oh, maybe it's her song. I believe that we will be. And then you I am never going to let you give me shit for bringing up something old again. That song is not that old. Honey, that is 1990 90. something. <laughs> that is old. We have children listening to this that weren't even born yet. Okay. Okay. Fair enough. But that is our yeah. song. My point is surprise yeah. them with your song. It's cute. Or it even is. just like romantic music and hold his hand while you're driving. And I'm sorry, if you don't have a song and you've been together, I don't care if you've been together five years and you think it's too late to get one, you better get a damn song. Get a damn song. Get a song. Our song is 
Yours is good. It's a Fleetwood Mac song covered by a guy bootstraps everywhere. Mm-hmm. He yeah. has a reboot of that song. It's like the first time I heard it I was like, oh my God. So and sexy. the first time I sent it to Chris, my finger was hovering over the button. Like I was afraid it's too soon. I can't send him this song. It's too soon. <laughs> It was not. Well, isn't the inside of your wedding ring engraved? I want to be with you everywhere. He bought me a watch. And, oh, it's on the watch. Yes. And engraved okay. the inside of the watch. I want to be with you everywhere, Matt Bays. That's Use my name at the end of it because he would do that every once in a while. He would call me Matt Bays and I would be like, I just feel like I'm going to explode. <laughs> <laughs> that is so beautiful. You mm-hmm. need a song. It's not cheesy. It's very sweet. And that was our first dance at our wedding was that song. Mm-hmm. Yes. Get a song, definitely. And text message. I just looked the other day, Matt, in our text messages. I went back in time. Okay. To the very beginning of our relationship. Okay. Uh, And and was looking at all the text messages from the very beginning. And they were just like (laughs) really, really sweet. I found this one. This is a text from me to him. Another one of my favorites was when you kept touching my back at the mall. I loved that. Oh, that's reminding me. And then, and kissing me all over my face. And then he responds with, and when you held my hand in the car, and I said, and kissed your fingers. And then he says, why is it that hand holding and kissing and back touching are at the top of the list? I love that. That says something. Oh, I know these are early, earlier moments. You know, the the flirting was heavy, but it was respectful. And it was also intimate and meaningful. It just wasn't, God, your ass. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Baby boy's butt better be hungry tonight. Daddy coming. It was like, oh, I touched your back at the mall. I held your hand when we drove. So sweet. I love it. kissed your fingers. Kissed your fingers. Oh, my. She's in love. But I think... (laughs) I think flirting with your spouse really in, in like just you were talking about touching, cuddling up to him. He's at the keys in the kitchen, coming up behind him and give him a hug. You're out together holding his hand. Like touch is really important. Even if physical touch is not your main love language, still remaining affectionate with your partner after you've been together for a long time. Or it's really, really important to keep that intimacy and that connection going. Yeah. And people stop touching. And we as gay couples are reluctant to be affectionate in public. And I think for good reason. For good reason. However, I have really tried to be intentional about, you know, not going overboard, you know, but like we can behave as a normal married couple. Yes. We have the same right to do that. And yeah. I think that we need to exercise that right. It, Preserves the connection, and it also, you know, we're not doing anything scandalous. We're yeah, it, it's, no, it's normalizing. Normalizing, uh, yes. And, and and if you're uncomfortable in certain spaces, I was with somebody for a while who was out during all of the, I mean, he had gotten a lot of flack for being gay, uh, a lot of shaming over it, uh, and at times felt unsafe. So I get that. Know the space that you're in. If you're at Home Depot, they may not want to touch on their back or you may be uncomfortable holding their hand. I get yeah. it. And make sure that you have those spaces and that you Absolutely. found those spaces. That's really important. Absolutely. To be is. able to be yourself in public, uh, whatever that looks like for you. I think text messaging in general is really sweet though. Just keeping a dialogue of like affection going. We were at a party yeah. a, couple, a couple of weeks ago and we were in a really crowded room in 
Ty texted me, I can't wait to get you home. It was so sweet. You know, like just little things like yeah. that. Yeah, I see you. You know, I see yeah. you. I'm thinking about it. Matt, mm-hmm. I love that. I mean, Chris can work really hard sometimes. And when he's gone to the office all day or whatever, a lot of times he'll shoot me even something as simple as a TikTok video. All yep. that tells me is that I'm on his mind. You're on his mind. Yeah. And, and Absolutely. That, that means a lot to me. Like, mm-hmm. I really appreciate that. So the text messages and also sending a seductive photo. Keep it spicy, honey. Yes. 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 And continue to compliment him. I really try to make it a point if we're like going out to a nice dinner or, you know, when we're like getting extra ready because we're doing something nice. Yes. I always try to be like, hey, you look so good. Oof, you look so handsome. Yeah. Like, I'm like, I got to tell him how good he looks. And that I appreciate the effort and all that kind of stuff. Complimenting your man. Now let him know that you're still like very attracted to him. And I think that's really beautiful. Yeah, me too. There's a quick list of, I mean, these are not hard to come by. Mm-hmm. Wear his favorite outfit. Ask him on a date. Yes, your boyfriend. Ask him out on a date. Plan something special. Yes. Laugh at oh, his cheesy it? jokes. Write a love note, cozy up next to him, dance around mm-hmm. the kitchen, whisper something sweet, kiss Absolutely. him. Absolutely. Like there's so many ways. What do you want to eat to dinner? I don't know. Tacos? No. Hey, darling. I got a table to pat at you. We're going to be there at seven. <laughs> yes. Yeah. That's tending to the garden. Tending to the garden. And if you're listening and you think, God, this is just bullshit. It sounds like a lot of work. Yeah. So is divorce. <laughs> That's a so lot of work too. <laughs> so is a painful breakup. Mm-hmm. Choose your heart. And when you're doing those things, you're enjoying the relationship. Just breeds good things. Yeah, yeah, for sure. That's all good. Keep flirting. Keep flirting. Keep flirting. Keep dating. Keep tending to the garden. Now, dun, dun, dun. Yes, now we're to the ugly. The good, the bad, and the ugly. This to me is the ugly part. Mm-hmm. And I found this to be very interesting when I went researching this, Matt, flirting outside of your boyfriend or spouse. Mm-hmm. I kind of was expecting in the gay community, a big fat, it's not a big deal. It's fine. Yeah. Well, and here's what I found. Initially, there is very little, Google it. There is very little information or people writing from the perspective of the gay community about this thing because I think it's rampant and nobody wants to address it, either that or we all think it's just okay. So I had to turn to psychology today, those kinds of things that are just talking about relationships um, in general. And that's what it did. It's like, we're not going to specify gay straight. This is all relationships, sure, hetero, homo, and the information on that I thought was quite compelling. Well, I mean, it's all about really watching the level of closeness, sharing and vulnerability that you really engage with in someone that is not your significant other. And again, in protecting that relationship, protecting that big love that you found, it's really important that you have mutually agreed upon rules of engagement around how you interact around uh, people that are not your boyfriend or spouse. I think it's even more complicated. I mean, because as gay people, we're around <laughs> couples uh, that usually with straight people, it's like, oh, well, their wife's beautiful, so I have to watch myself. Well, in our environment, couples, every every person around us is an option because <laughs> mm-hmm. it's all men, you know? 
So you yeah. have to really watch how you interact with them in ways that could be disrespectful or even forget about disrespect, even just harmful to the connection that you have with your spouse. Because you don't want to disrupt the intimacy that you have with careless behavior. Yeah. Um, the one thing that I read a lot about, you know, again, I'm a physical touch love language. So this probably trips my trigger more when I read stuff in this direction, but flirting with physical contact. So of course you can give your friend a greeting with a hug or a handshake or whatever, my air kiss, but really that's where it kind of needs to end in order for you to be totally respectful with your spouse. A lot of physical touch, or they could talk about lingering touch, sending subtle cues of interest, you know, and if you're naturally a flirty person and like I, I am naturally quite flirty, you know, Same. I call back, you know, and so being really aware of your tendency to be a little bit too familiar physically, even if it's, you know, even if it's not your intention to communicate interest, those patterns that you engage in can naturally do that and need to watch it. And you also have to be really mindful of how you're interacting with people around you could affect your significant other as they're watching you, you know? Yeah. So minimizing close physical contact beyond some of those normal greetings and uh, standard things. When I got into the gay community um, and came out, one of the things that surprised me was how many men were kissing other men on the lips when they were married or had a boyfriend. Yeah. That a greeting, at least in Indianapolis, a normal greeting was walking up to somebody or saying goodbye and kissing a friend on the lips. And I'm going to tell you right now, my lips are only kissing Chris's. (laughs) <laughs> and I've had people come at me and be shit sideways with me yeah. for turning my head like, oh, bitch is turning her head. And I'm like, I'm sorry, I'm with somebody. I'm not kissing you on the mouth. I didn't <laughs> know that was a requirement to be gay. Exactly. And it's not because we're prudes. It's because we're saving all my love for my hooves. Okay. It's not necessary for me to kiss yeah. you on the lips. No. What, what is the purpose? Of, and if that's you and that's what you want to do, fine. But you better have agreement from your partner. And that's a big part of this flirting thing is establishing boundaries and understanding that what might be right for me may not be right for you. But you need to have some sort of uh, agreement with your spouse or your boyfriend on what that looks like. And Matt, Mm -hmm. there's also this thing called relational equity, where we think that it is going to be the same. Not everybody has the same rules. So what bothers me may not bother Chris. So there can't be the one person saying to the other person, well, you do that. There's give and take with all of that kind of stuff with wiring, how we relate relationally to people. But like you talked about the naturally flirty thing. Mm -hmm. And I think I am naturally a person who leaves people feeling good about themselves. Sure. When I have an encounter, I notice things. I'm an encourager. And I'm not meaning to be flirty, but if I hear they're doing some new project, I'm going to ask them about them, ask questions about it. And I'm going to naturally be not just inquisitive, but encouraging, like, that's awesome. Are you so excited? I would love to know more about that. That may feel like it's, it may be unintentional flirting. So I do have to be careful of that. Well, and I think congratulations on achievement or things that are happening in your life, asking about projects they're involved in. Those, those things are fine. But what I read said that those things are good. What it crosses over into a gray area is when you're complimenting on physical appearance, attractiveness, those types of things. Yeah. That, you know, I think you need to watch that. 
And it's funny because talk about relational equity. When I'm in relationship with our friends, like even you, I'll be like, oh, daddy looks gorgeous. That body's tight, you know, and I'm really just having a good time and trying to compliment you. And that doesn't really trigger me. And if Ty spoke that way to somebody else, I don't really care. But Ty in her relationship is not okay with that kind of stuff. Or he doesn't like me put my arm around people or be too touchy. We talk about how Taisha comes out. She takes her clip-ons off and she's ready to fight. Like she didn't want anybody touching her man. We have different <laughs> things that we are comfortable with. But because I know he's wired that way, I respect that. And I'm way more careful than I probably would be left my own devices. Mm-hmm. If someone flirts with him, Frankly, I think it's a compliment. I'm like, of course he's gorgeous. But that that's not how it hits him in reverse. So we have to dial it back to a place where we're both comfortable. And that preserves I, our intimacy. I want to say to you right now, as somebody who relates more with Ty than you on that, yeah. thank you. Yeah. Thank yeah. you for taking that seriously. Yeah. Because it's important. It doesn't yeah. mean we're fucked up. It doesn't mean we're jealous or controlling. It just yeah. means that we're passionate. We're in love. Now there is the controlling crazy, like somebody looked at you and they didn't really look at you. But like if mm-hmm. somebody walked up or one of my friends walked up and kissed Chris on the mouth, like, I I would address it. Yeah. He already knows this about me that I would say, I don't want you kissing anybody ever, 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 yeah. Yeah. you know, except me and kiss your yeah. mother on the lips. I'm <laughs> fine with that. But and no. again, and we are we are going to get some messages on that. We're going to get some messages on this. Right. But I'm telling you what, if you're serious about preserving that big love. These are things that you're going to take seriously. These are conversations that you're going to have. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. Well, and two, and we'll get into more of this when we talk about opening relationships. Mm-hmm. But what often happens in situations like that is you're talking about protecting the big love. You have to be careful because what's the worst thing that's going to happen if you're actually okay with kissing other people on lips, but what's the worst thing that's going to happen if you don't? Nothing. Yeah. But if you're wrong, what could happen? I mean, it can really start bringing divisiveness into the relationship that just to me is just not worth it. And I don't need to kiss everybody. So even outside of kissing, the flirting, you have to be honest with yourself. About what is really going on. What are you really doing what is what is your intention? Listen, yep. you and I yep. were in Chicago, and I'm not going to lie. There was a guy at a table. He was probably 30-something. And we both saw him. <laughs> yes, we did. So <laughs> here, here is my confession. I hope Chris doesn't listen to this episode. <laughs> he kept looking over at me, and I had this very strong desire to keep looking over at him to check and see if he was still looking at me. First of all, yeah. it's nice to be looked at. Second of all, he was very good looking guy, younger. He's beautiful, yeah. But I I had to stop and check myself. And that moment, Chris wasn't there. And I yeah. thought, no. Mm-mm. But I was there and I was like, daddy, we're getting out of here. True story. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Lean on your friends for that shit. That's just not something that I'm ever going to do. I God, I didn't do it when I was, Married to a woman for 23 years. I'm certainly not going to start now. Yeah, absolutely. But when you're out in the open like that, just check yourself. Doesn't mean you'll get it right every time, but you do want to be honest with yourself of what your intentions are. The other thing I'll say about that is in regard to text communication with your group of friends or whatever, if someone has sent you a text and you don't want your partner to see it, red flag. You better show them. 
you better show him, honey. Here I am in getting married in 10 minutes. And one of my first boyfriends, ex-boyfriend, sent me two naked pictures of him on Instagram out of the blue. I've talked to him in years. And this week he was like, oh, I've been thinking about you and sent me some explicit photos. And I was like, oh my God. I was like, if Ty saw this, he would lose his shit. And so I just literally was like, hey, I'm not trying to communicate with this boy, but I got this and uh, you can see that I shut it down. I told him I'm getting married in a minute. Hope you're well, you know? So there really should be nothing on your phone that ideally that your partner would not want to yeah, see. You got that right. And uh, because of a situation I had in my past initially with Chris, I was nervous about that. And then he yeah. would be like, you want to go through my phone? You can go through my, I mean, he literally was going to hand it to me. And I was like, no, I am not going to be that girl. But it took a lot of self-control. In that story that you just told, you communicated with the boy, don't send me those pictures anymore. I'm getting married. I'm not in for this. It would take one more photo or one more emoji that with a blow and a kiss or, you know, something that felt like it was getting into some space that he would get a block. It'd be like, oh, you're not respecting my relationship. And that tells Mm -hmm. me, you don't care about me. You only care about you. No, Mm -hmm. absolutely not doing that. But I recently Mm -hmm. had somebody who just sent me a, and it's a friend. I said something, I can't remember what what was, but it was something where somebody was making a double entendre out of it and making it sexual. And then he sent like that emoji that's sort of like, "Hmm, let's get dirty. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know which one I'm talking about? I do. I do. Like, mm, mm. We've all got that one before. And that for me just got silence. Nothing. Yeah. I won't yeah. like that. I won't ha ha it because I'm not mad at the person. And that person may have meant nothing. But yeah. here's how I'm protecting. I will not respond to that. And you know what? All of the all of the messaging that we have is interconnected because you have the mental strength and self-control to not respond to that or to shut it down when it happens because you and your man are connected and you preserve the intimacy because you and your man complement each other and tend to the garden every day. So if your relationship is strong enough to withstand that kind of nonsense. If you're not in great space, you're not remaining connected, those types of advances are going to mess with you a little bit more. There's a higher chance that things could get sideways or you could make a bad decision, you know, if you weren't. And so it all supports the overarching message that we have. Find big love, protect it, tend to it every day. Yeah. And and this stuff isn't to be judgy or to be no. like living like we're nuns, you know? No, we are not living like nuns, darling. Oof. I'm tired no. as I sit here and I'll not tell you why. <laughs> yeah. I just think it's important to be careful because we're human and somebody may try to come after us at some point. And in just no time, you can wreck something or really, really hurt something that was beautiful Mm -hmm. and that you may never get back to. Mm -hmm. I know couples that have gone through affairs and they've stayed together and they've worked through it, but they've never quite gotten back to that place that they had before. Mm -hmm. I don't want that. No, neither do I. That's devastating. Yeah, it is. You mentioned uh, at one point that you both have decided not to have lunch with anyone alone that you're attracted to. Yes, that's Ty and I's rule. If, if it's, even if it's a good friend of ours, if it's one that we are attracted to, we're not going to be alone with them, even for a coffee. We're just not going to do that. And t- tell me more about that. 
Well, I just think that, first of all, if you're eating alone with a boy that you're attracted to, it can feel like a date. Mm-hmm. And um, and again, it's maybe some of these things might seem extreme, but we're just not going to, we really just don't want to create opportunity for anything to go sideways. Um, mm-hmm. And I don't need to have dinner alone with a cute boy that's not my husband. I just don't. We can go out with him and his boy, or Ty and I can meet him out for a drink. And that's great. But I want to maintain my focus on my husband and I don't mm-hmm. want to even risk shaking things up with, we have, you know, we've got a few friends that we're both like, damn, so that's a handsome man. We're not going to go out alone with him. We're just not going to yeah. do it. It's not worth yeah. it. Well, good for you guys. Yeah. You're doing what you can to protect the relationship because you know mm-hmm. what you've got and you know how easily it can go sideways. Absolutely. Uh, but when you really take measures to not allow that to happen, I think the the risk factor goes way down. And to me, that's always worth it. It's always worth it. Yeah. Yeah. So don't come at me with your lips puckered unless you're Chris Evans. Don't come at me with your naked Instagram photos unless you're Ty West. Oh, see that, that is just, I can't even with that stuff. It's just an automatic block from me. Yes. No, you need to know that you're barking up the wrong damn tree. I actually had somebody apologize to me for that. Cause I blocked them. And then later when they saw me, they were like, I'm sorry. And I was like, yeah, I mean, don't send me a picture of your bare ass. <laughs> like I can Google search bare ass and see plenty of bare asses. If I want to, <laughs> well, yeah, it makes we, it so awkward when you see the person. I was just going to say, like, that sounds intense. Yeah. Oh, this boy did it to me on scruff, sent me a bunch of dick pics unsolicited. And then I'm not kidding you, Matt. 48 hours later, I was at Warby Parker at Fashion Mall mm-hmm. getting my glasses fixed. And he walks up, is there anything I can help you with? And I was like, oh, I've seen your penis. <laughs> this is not when you were with Chris, though. You said scruff. No, it's not while I was with Chris. This is when I was on the dating scene. Oh, but he okay. sent those unsolicited. I didn't ask for it. And then I'm seeing him at the mall. And I'm like, I've already seen all your business. I'm through with you. I feel like... <laughs> We have dated, got it on, got married, and now we're divorced. Goodbye. (laughs) (laughs) One last thing I'll say that I guess is kind of funny is we were at a party recently, and Tyler has a bountiful backside. It's one of his many gifts. A what? A bountiful. Oh, he has a bountiful backside. He has a bountiful backside. Okay. Okay. And a lot of our friends think that they can touch it or smack it. No. (gasps) That doesn't belong to you, honey. That's my ass. So I had to address that nicely. We, I had to shut that down. But like, overly how did familiar. You sh- how did you shut it down? I said, that's my ass. No no touching. I said, you can look. It's nice to look at, but don't touch. And then it made it funny. But the message was received. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. You didn't pull out your clips. Well, I didn't need to, but I was prepared if necessary. As you're standing there in your sheer shirt. <laughs> look, don't touch. Right. right. Well, listen, we've got a prayer time today. Oh, I love the prayer time. Reverend Silky Nutmeg Ganache, what you got for us today from the pulpit? Share it with the children. This prayer is called, Who's the Cutest in the Room? Oh my. You're out on the town at your favorite restaurant with your man. There's a cute young waiter serving your table. He's beautiful, his eyes, his ass, his jawline. You mention how gorgeous, young, and svelte he is to your guy, thinking this kind of thing is harmless. But it's not. Never is. Because, darling, a man worth keeping is a man who shouldn't have to wonder who in the room has your attention, who is the hottest, most desirable, or most interesting. 
If your partner looks at a young waiter and says, remember when we were that young and beautiful? How about you respond with, he's not cuter than you. You're the only beautiful thing here that I see. Is it true? Make it true, honey. Does he believe you? It doesn't matter. It's a way for you to communicate to him. You are my man, only you. You do it for me 100%. There'll never be anyone else. These affirmations build connectedness and love energy between you. If you witnessed this exchange between a sweet older couple, you'd think it was totes adorbs, right? Because it is. It is one more way for you to make a deposit into your partner's love bank. That way, when you go to make a withdrawal from his love bank, you won't get an insufficient funds message. Now, Henny, who's the cutest in the room? He is. Every damn time. And all the people said? Amen. And amen. (laughs) Oh, beautiful as always, honey. Thank you. (laughs) Well, we have done it. Don't flirt or you might squirt. I'm the oh. wrong man. I won't put it. <laughs> Chris through the door. I just started to go, what is happening? <laughs> now I might have to leave it in. It's been a pleasure. And children, please live in rivers of self-love. Living. <laughs> One, two, three, four. That's it for us today. For more bitchy wisdom, follow How to Find and Keep a Gay Man on Instagram and TikTok at, you guessed it, how to find and keep a gay man. And until we meet again, get a therapist, don't be an asshole, protect yourself, call your mom, and remember that you deserve a meaningful love. Bye.